0: This is Anthems. My name is Jackson. Your word of the day is manhood. I'm a black man. I'm also a transgender man. But it wasn't until the age of 28 that I began my journey of social and physical transition. In the 28 year gap between birth and becoming my authentic self the world saw me and treated me like a black girl and later woman. I remember the day my dad sat me down in the living room and gave me a cautionary warning. He said I had two strikes against me in life. Firstly I was black and secondly a woman. I navigated school, university, and the workplace, in a body perceived as black and woman. And I felt its consequences. Having to be twice as good as everyone else to get half the recognition or paycheck. Never really being heard or listened to. Being easily dismissed, diminished, demonized. Dare I ever assert myself, I was of course construed as the angry black woman. In my mid-twenties, I spent a lot of time engaging with black feminist writing, and the work of black women like Audre Lorde, Bell Hooks, Kimberly Crenshaw, Angela Davis and others. Their words spoke to me in the things I had seen. And then I realised I was a man. Coming out as trans and embracing my masculinity has been a gloriously beautiful, if also gruellingly brutal, experience due to transphobia. It feels amazing to be me, No performance, no pretending, just me, fully inhabiting my body, space, and time. But it has meant that I wrestle with manhood and what it means, perhaps a little more than the average cis man. And unlike some of my white trans man friends who, like me, are committed to resisting toxic masculinity, it means I wrestle with what it means to be a black man in particular. I spend a lot of time thinking about masculinity about the kind of man I want to be. While there are plenty of examples of masculinity I want to avoid, there are few, if any, of the kind I want to imitate. So why did I choose the word manhood to focus on in a conversation on race and racism? Well, when manhood and toxic forms of masculinity aren't questioned or scrutinized, it's black women who pay the biggest price. I'm grateful for the time I spent grounded in black feminism and black women writers. It profoundly shapes my manhood today, and I wish other black men, cis and trans, would take the time to engage with these works and writers too. So few men interrogate their masculinity, instead swallowing wholesale the pre-packaged concept of manhood that society hands them. And they end up harming countless women in the process. So, to the men listening to this, your masculinity is there to be created, crafted, curated. You can be soft. You can be scared. You can be vulnerable. Muscles and physical strength do not define you. The act of conquering, sexually, physically, financially, does not shape your character. Your masculinity doesn't have to be, and frankly shouldn't be, dependent on feeling superior to women, or wielding power over them. What is your masculinity without these things? Who are you beyond that? These are the questions I ask myself, and I wish more men asked themselves too. There's a world of possibilities for what masculinity can look like, if only we used a little imagination and looked beyond the narrow and meagre definition of manhood we're familiar with. In a world where black people of all genders and sexualities are liberated from the shackles of white supremacy, what will black manhood look like? Because it won't and cannot look like the archetypes we have now, that's for sure. In the late 80s, black woman scholar Kimberly Crenshaw coined the term intersectionality to talk about the ways in which black women are multiply burdened by both racism and patriarchy. In 2010, queer black feminist, Moya Bailey, created the word misogynoir to describe the anti-black sexism faced by black women in particular. Misogynoir and black women being multiply burdened by racism and sexism, is one of the products of uninterrogated black manhood. Of course, it's not just black men who partake in misogynoir. White people do it plenty too. So white listeners, don't get comfortable now. But as black men, we do have to take responsibility for our part in this injustice. Just as white people must take responsibility for the manifold ways they harm black women, and us, too. So what's the impact of misogynoir? Misogynoir says black liberation begins and ends with men. It's the names and faces of men like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King that occupy the communal memory. And the few women lucky enough to be remembered often have their legacies flattened or downplayed. Take Rosa Parks. She's misremembered as the woman too tired to give up her seat for a white man, when she was actually a lifelong anti-racism and anti-sexism organiser. In the US, black women made up the majority of protesters and often outnumbered men in branches of the NAACP and Black Panther Party, despite the issues with sexism in the latter. And over here in the UK, it was a black woman, Althea Jones-Lacroix, who took over the British Black Panthers when its original founder was arrested. According to the group's official photographer, the British Black Panthers were led by strong black women, like Olive Morris, a Jamaican activist who also went on to found the first black women's group in the UK a collective focused on issues affecting black women, in particular. Fast forward to today, and it's predominantly the names of black men, murdered by police or racist vigilantes, that occupy our timelines. Their lives and deaths reduced to just another hashtag, yet still commemorated more than the black women who face the same fate. This injustice is what the Say Her Name hashtag and movement seeks to address, a disparity in recognition and remembering, the ways in which black women's suffering is rendered invisible and less important than that of black men. Those are just a few examples of how patriarchy harms and erases black women, and a reminder of the need for us to constantly interrogate and reflect on our manhood to ensure we don't repeat and uphold this injustice. But I could go on. Every day there's another iteration of toxic masculinity and uninterrogated black manhood on the social media timeline. Whether it's black men admitting they built their success on colorism directed at dark-skinned black women, videos of black men's violence towards black trans women, black fathers of black girls suddenly realizing that black women should be treated with respect after all, fathers encouraging their sons to partake in sexual harassment and other forms of rape culture, emotional abuse and immaturity directed towards the black women that black men pursue romantically, the derision of women who are sex-positive, fat-positive, queer, or in any other way liberated from patriarchal understandings of who or what they can be, or myths that black women are out to emasculate or exploit black men, the ways in which we harm black women both structurally and interpersonally is endless. It's important that I, as a black man, take steps to make sure I'm not part of this. And it's important that I call on other black men to do the same. So, to the men listening to me right now, read the work of black women and black feminists. Be teachable. Always. Listen and learn when black women speak. Resist defensiveness. Embrace accountability. Check your friends when they speak or act in ways harmful to black women. And always, always stand with and ride out for black trans women. Know that we are not free until we are all free. Manhood. Definition. Noun. The state of being a man. The qualities that are considered typical of a man.